Hey there, I'm Britt, a minimalist, ginger cat enthusiast, and someone who genuinely doesn't understand why people do the things that they do most of the time. You're listening to Tiny Ambitions, a podcast in search of the tiny life. Welcome back to the Tiny Ambitions podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that feels like it happened just yesterday, but in fact, it's been over a year. But I'm going to give you a trigger warning from the top. I will be talking about mental health and specifically depression in this episode. So if you don't want to listen to that, this is your opportunity to leave the episode. Otherwise, let's jump in. In September of 2020, I went on sick leave from my job for my mental health. I wanted to share this with all of you before it happened, but I honestly couldn't find the right words. Now that it's been over a year, I feel more prepared to talk about everything. So here we go. I've only briefly shared this online, but back in July of 2020, my brother got sick and it pretty much instantly broke me. Not to bore you with the very complex medical details, but my brother ended up being diagnosed with an incredibly rare disease, like actually one in a million rare. My brother went from being pretty much the healthiest person I knew to spending three weeks in a hospital literally overnight. To say that it shook me to my core would be an understatement. The good news is that he is responding well to treatment, there is no cure, and he's finally getting back to his normal routine after months of constant test, uh, tests, treatments, and chaos. My brother's condition compelled me into a depression like I've never before experienced. I've dealt with seasonal affective disorder the last two winters, so I wasn't entirely unfamiliar with the onset of my symptoms. I just hadn't felt anything so intensely to the point where I knew I needed to make a a change or things would have rather quickly deteriorated. The intensity of my emotional state and how it was affecting my day-to-day life led me to seek out therapy for the first time ever. From there, I saw a psychiatrist who recommended a one-month sick leave from my job to help me uh, give me some space so I could heal. I didn't know how much I needed this time off until the first day of my leave. This depression manifested for me in a couple of ways, problem sleeping, weight gain, fluctuating to non-existent appetite, feelings of hopelessness, lack of energy, and concentration and cognitive problems. As you can imagine, all of these things made my day job much more difficult. My brother's condition, coupled with an increased and unrelenting workload because of the pandemic, pushed me to my breaking point. I knew that I couldn't continue the way I had been, but I couldn't change my brother's situation. The only factor I had any control over was my job. At the time, I worked in a unionized environment where we had access to job-protected sick leave. Despite all of the challenges I was having during that time at work, I could not have been more grateful that I had access to something like that. It is, or it was, an absolute privilege to be able to take time off work, still be paid, and know that I still had a job to return to, and I absolutely do not take that for granted. So here I was about to take the longest break from work or school I had taken in my adult life since I started university. Did I feel a lot of pressure to accomplish a lot during this time? Yep. How much did I actually accomplish? Like 10% of the stuff on my list. Week one, I would consider cautiously ambitious. When I started my sick leave, I was still in a pretty volatile place emotionally. I spent much of my first week resting, trying to get my brain back so I could continue my part-time online HR program that I'd started the previous year. 
It is incredible how much my focus and cognitive capacity increased from the beginning of my sick leave to the end. At the beginning, I was having problems even reading the most basic information, the most basic sentences. My brain just could not process it. In week two, I like to call that create, create, create week. Into week two of my sick leave, my therapist gave me what felt like a pretty incredible task, trying to do one thing a day that brought me joy. At the time, I was so genuinely lost that I asked my lovely Instagram followers what brings them joy. I couldn't picture what that was for me or what joy felt like anymore. It was frustrating at first, but I finally managed to put some joy activities into my to-do list. To give you the highlights, I tried making scrunchies for the first time, finally got around to making my own kombucha, did my hair and makeup for fun, took one afternoon off to nap, I really liked that one, and got really into the Vampire Diaries. With the exception of the Vampire Diaries, which is objectively magnificent, all of my joy activities involved me creating things, and I had forgotten how much I like to try things even if I don't ace them. My scrunchy attempt was less than perfect, but it was still fun. Week three was a bit of a doozy. We had just learned that my partner was successful in getting a new job in a new city, 1,400 kilometers or 870 miles away from where we were living at the time. I went into overdrive to get our first ever home ready to sell. I decluttered, organized, painted, and staged. It was not particularly relaxing except for the painting part, but it needed to be done and our house sold in just one weekend. The last week of my sick leave was a bit of a mixed bag. Since we had sold the house, I had more time on my hands for that pesky relaxation thing my therapist kept talking about, but I spent most of the week continuing to do a deep declutter to get us ready for the to start packing for the big move. I also watched a lot of Vampire Diaries. I wish I could say that my one month sick leave cured me and got me back to a place where I could return to work full time, but I couldn't. On the recommendation of my therapist, I completed my last weeks at my job before we moved doing half days. I was really nervous at the prospect of having to return, knowing that nothing had fundamentally changed about my workload, so it was a weight lifted off of my shoulders to know that I would be doing half days. I knew I wouldn't be able to do full eight-hour days without putting myself back in the bad state I was in when I started my leave. While my sick leave did not magically cure my depression, it did remove enough pressure to help me see more clearly about how bad I was feeling and how much I needed to change. I have had a lot more good days than bad since September 2020, but I know mental health is not a linear process. It's more like a roller coaster with ups and downs fluctuated by flat bits. My brother's condition turned my world upside down overnight, and I know it's cliche, but pretty much everything else, my job, my house, my program, this podcast, stopped being important the moment I learned he was sick. Nothing else mattered except figuring out how to be closer to my family. My brother's condition is actually genetic, meaning there is a chance that I may have it too in a dormant state. I am starting the process of finding out if I have the mutation responsible for his illness. I have no doubt that a checkup with my therapist will be in order when I get that answer, no matter what it is. If you're struggling right now, I know nothing I can say will really make a difference, but I want you to know that it does get better. When I was in the deepest parts of my depression last summer, it Felt like I was always going to feel that way, that nothing would ever change. And then day by day, little by little, it did. And I hope the same is true for you, wherever you're at in your journey.
I know this was a heavy episode, but it feels good to talk about it. That's all I've got for you this week. If this is your first Tiny Ambitions episode, first of all, they're not normally (laughs) this heavy, but also feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've liked what you've heard so far, you can leave me a review on iTunes. If you want to support the podcast, you can do that by going to contribute to slash tiny ambitions. That's contribute.to slash tiny ambitions. If you want to connect with me between episodes, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at tinyambitions. You can also email me with all of your questions or thoughts about living a tiny life at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com. My theme music is by Hero Song OST. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep living that tiny life.